Welcome to Creatives Grab Coffee, hosted by Kirill Lazarov and Dario Nuri, a platform where creatives and business professionals discuss industry topics, ideas, and share experiences. Today, we welcome our guest Yang, the studio manager at SDE Weddings, which is Toronto's premier wedding videography, cinematography, and photo booth rental company. So. All right, well, uh, yeah, Yang, it's uh, great to have you on board here. Um, you're officially our second guest. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yep. <laughs> so let's kind of like jump into it like uh, right away. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and your background. I was actually an engineering student at U of T. Uh, you know, I, I did co-op for engineering. I didn't really like it. And uh, while I was in co-op, uh, me and my friends were just making YouTube videos uh, during the weekends. And that was actually a lot more fun. And um, and because of that, you know, I, I got I fell in love with filmmaking. I, I, I fell in love with like storytelling. Um, deep down, I think I'm a producer. Um, but, you know, we started this business. Our business is called SD Weddings. We, were, we shoot weddings in Toronto. This is about 10, 11 years ago. You know, at first, you know, when we just got into this field, we we're doing everything from music videos, short films, uh, commercials, corporate uh, like even real estate video, but eventually, you know, just from a business perspective, we decided to move forward just to do weddings. So we focus weddings. We've been doing weddings for the past 10, 11 years. And, um, and, and the reason why we did that is just because we, we want to have a steady source of revenue and which we do now. And because of that, right now we're exploring, like producing our own content. That's cool. So how many, how many partners do you have? Um, yeah, we have, I started this company with three different partners. Um, I, I would say I'm the, uh, the main person when it comes to the operation, the business. Uh, my other three partners, they're more like cinematographers, study cam operator, editors. Uh, but I, I run, I manage the business mostly. Uh, but we're still shooting together as, as, a, as a team. And uh, in our business now, we also have contractors for, for, for filmmaking. Uh, we also have like full-time staff. Uh, who shoot in our company exclusively. We also have a full-time editor. And when, when it gets actually busy in the summer, I do have like a few assistants. So we, we are running it like a full-fledged operation. And uh, you know, a lot of people are running a wedding business at home, you know, in their basement. We actually have a retail location. Um, so it's, it's a full-fledged business. And I, I would say every year, you know, we're doing like high six figures. I, I don't want to say the exact amount, but we're doing high six figures just in weddings. How many weddings roughly do you do a year? Um, <laughs> I, I can't say specifically the amount, but, but it's over three digits. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> How do you find managing so many events? Like, uh, obviously there's only 52 weeks uh, in a year and, uh, having over a hundred weddings, you're doing on average, at least two to three weddings, um, per weekend. Do you find, is it usually like that? Or do you have a lot of multiple weddings in one weekend? Um, yeah. So the wedding industry, it's. Um, well, specifically in Toronto, in Canada, it's very seasonal. So from, I would say, like November, it, it really slows down, November to March. Um, April, you start picking up because some people want to have spring weddings. Uh, the majority of weddings are basically from May to like uh, October. Um, I would say, you know, August, September, and uh, July, those three are your bit, like busiest month. And on, on weekends, you know, we do obviously multiple weddings. On Sundays, some, some people want to book a Sunday wedding because it's cheaper. A lot of time you do uh, Jewish weddings on Sunday or Thursdays. 
and it's actually pretty trendy now. People are doing like Friday weddings, and um, because of COVID, you know, obviously now a lot of people are getting married this year. Uh, people are actually getting married at different dates because, like, you know, before it, the norm was to have a wedding on a Saturday. Uh, you know, if it's if you're on a budget, you know, go for Friday or Sunday or for religious purpose. Uh, but because of COVID, you know, that's completely out of the window. We've been filming weddings, you know, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. You know, speaking of COVID, how's, how has the pandemic affected uh, you? Like everybody else, like I would say from uh, March to July, uh, a lot of people are scared. Everyone is staying home. Uh, you know, government is forcing everyone, everyone to shut down. Uh, past July, because we're in stage three or stage four, depending on what area in Ontario you're, you're in. So people are actually starting to get married. So things are picking up for us now. Um, but compared to, you know, last year, like our revenue is down 70 to 80 percent, uh, even 90 percent, depending on the time of the year. And the weddings we have now is very different from 2019 and the other years. Like I would say in the past, you know, on average, we have 150 guests at, at the weddings we shoot. Whereas usually you're shooting for, you know, anywhere from 8 to 12, 13 hours a day. Right now, you know, most wedding we have is anywhere from 20 to 50 guests. Uh, just because that's the uh, that's the maximum allowed by the government, right? As normally anywhere from two to even six hours. Um, so obviously we're charging way less. You know we have way less work, but but we're just very grateful to have work, right? A lot of people, you know, unfortunately can have work right now. A lot of people are forced to stay home. Um, but but we actually did shoot a lot of wedding, a good handful of wedding in August. Uh, we shot a few wedding in July. Um, September, October, I, I don't really know how that looks like because right now we do actually have a lot of people booking us last minute uh, just because people decide to have minute uh, weddings last minute right now just because things are, are changing like rapidly, right? Um, but yeah, it, it has affected our revenue. Uh, but my cost is low. You know, my, uh, we do have an office space. Uh, the rent for my office is only $1,100. So my upkeep cost is low. Um, so when the pandemic is happening, you know, the first thing I did is just trim my cost. You know, my office, I, I can I can cancel that, right? But I still pay my like lease, right? Whatever I could cancel, I could cancel in terms of like cutting my cost, right? Uh, most businesses I know, you know, they don't have a office. They're not fully uh, fledged, fully established. A lot of people are doing it part time. A lot of people are doing it from their home. So their cost is very low. So essentially, you know, if you want to survive in COVID, just make sure your cost is low. And um, I would say, you know, at the end of the day, at the uh, end of the tunnel, th there is a shining light, uh, mainly because every wedding, you know, most weddings now in 2020 is being postponed to 20, sorry, most weddings in 2020 is being postponed to 2021. Um, so if, if your business can survive this year, you know, next year is gonna be very busy for everybody. Um, so there are definitely business closed down in the wedding industry, you know, venues, caterers, you know, what have you. Um, there, there is a few photographers, cinematographers, I know that are stepping out of the industry, but most people are okay because like for most businesses, their cost is very low. Yeah, so it's interesting that you mentioned that. So for anyone that's wanting to kind of get into the wedding space, uh, what would you say are some things that you've learned over the years uh, while running uh, SDE? Like what are some key uh, things that you've, that you've learned? I guess I'll tell you why I decided to uh, take the direction of our company uh, into shooting weddings. And, and I've been doing this for, for 10 plus years. You know, I try to start my own rental company. You know, I try to do corporate real estate, corporate uh, commercial, you know. So, so basically, um, as I see it, right, all of us are creative 
filmmakers, right? We want to do something creative. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you want to survive, right, you need to, you need to make money. Um, I remember 11 or 10, 11 years ago, I was trying to produce my own short film. And, and, and it, was, it was a quick shoot. It was only two days. But I had to pay for the food. You know, I had to pay for a makeup. You know, I, I didn't have to pay the actor, but I felt bad. I want to pay them something, right? So at the end of the day, I was making a short film. And, you know, that cost like a couple hundred bucks. And it's a very low budget film, right? And at the time I was a student, you know, like everything I'm paying out of pocket. And, and as a student, I just didn't have the money, right? So I, I realized, you know, if I really want to be, you know, a producer or a filmmaker, I, I, I can't do this financially because I can only do it once. But I, I don't think I'm the best producer. You know, I know I'm going to make mistakes, but I need to get up and keep doing it over and over again, right? So, so 10, 11 years ago, you know, I look at the situation and it's like, you know, I need to make money. I have to make money if I want to really produce my own work. And, and so I decided to start a business that makes money, right? So I look into uh, real estate, right? A lot of people shoot real estate, uh, you know, commercials uh, for real estate agents. It could be photos, videos. Um, the thing about real estate, uh, back then, you know, houses are selling for 300, 400 grand. So, you know, a real estate like, agent is probably going to pay a couple hundred bucks to do photo and video uh, for, for their listing. You know, and, and it's a very low cost entry business. You know, anyone can do it. It's not highly creative. And a real estate agent, they're always trying to like keep their costs low, right? So it's not a very good business. But if you look at the, uh, the landscape of real estate, you know, uh, photography, videography now, houses now are averaging, you know, a million dollar to 700 grand, even for a condo in Toronto. So it is a better market than what it was 10 years ago. But even now, I still wouldn't do it because um, there's not a really a creative outlet in terms of how to make yourself different from someone else who's going to do like real estate photography or videography, right? Um, so that's why I didn't do real estate. Now let's look at like corporate, right? A lot, a lot of videographer, filmmaker want to do corporate. You know, corporate, you're dealing with a corporate client. Usually it is a bigger budget, but the downside is that, you know, that process where you're discussing with them, pitching your idea, pitching their vision, you know, finding out what their budget, it's a very length, lengthy process, right? I remember, you know, I would, I would pitch to a client, right? It would take a couple weeks for them to make a decision. Then they got to go into a meeting, find out their budget. You know, occasionally they're looking for someone to cover their event, but it's not, it's, it's really hard to build a reoccurring uh, revenue with a good client. Like a good client is hard to come by. And, and when you have a good client, um, it's just a lot of work, right? I mean, because you have to, uh, you have to create your project, you know, and you, they have to get approved and they have to get approved by somebody else. Um, so it's a very lengthy process. And the way I see it, right, like there's no difference between me filming a wedding versus me filming a commercial because at the end of the day, right, I'm still producing work for somebody else. At the end of the day, I'm still working under someone else's schedule. Um, the only difference between film, uh, like a corporate uh, gig and versus wedding is just that, you know, corporate, they usually do pay better. Um, it's less stressful, uh, but at the end of the day, I feel like if I build a corporate company, um, I don't think my lifestyle uh, as a business owner, as a business would really change that much, right? I would be, still be looking for clients servicing them. But again, corporate clients are a lot harder to come by, especially really good clients. Um, so, so that's why I didn't do corporate. Now, if you look at, uh, if you look at music videos, music videos and uh, like independent films or even feature films. Um, you know, I did Grips, you know, I did AC, I did, I did AD, all for independent productions. 
And, and it's like anyone in the industry, you know, if you want to be the top where you actually have like creative control, you either have to have your own project or you have to climb, climb your way up the ladder, right? That climb could be 10, 15 years. Um, and, you know, some people are okay to grind it out for 10, 15 years, you know, be an intern, you know, work your way up, eventually, you know, you, you prove yourself and, and you could do your own work, right? And again, on the other hand, if you want to have any creative impact, you know, you have to do your own independent project. And, and it goes back to the point I was making earlier. If, if I want control as a creative person of my own project, like I need to have money because it really is, you really do need money to produce something like worthwhile, right? Like sure, you could get your friend to be actors. Sure, you could get your makeup contact, you know, to work for free for a day, right? Maybe you could talk to this venue, that venue to, to pitch in, to let you shoot for free, right? But when you do have a budget, you know, you could spend it on crew, you could spend it on, you know, production, you could spend it on like, anything right money at the end of the day in my opinion it makes a difference about how how the work is right of course like if you spend a lot of time and effort you know a lot low low budget independent filmmaker make amazing work right but again it's it's hard those people that are spending like years of their life you know putting all the pieces together and i just didn't never want to do that because i know like i need to make multiple films multiple projects before it really hits the shelf right um, so that's, uh, that's like, that's the creative project. And also, um, like when you're starting out, you know, if you're looking to shoot music videos, independent films, um, the clients at the lower end are, are usually harder to deal with and, and you really have a lot of limitations. It's only when you have bigger budgets and you can really like show your creative vision, right? And uh, yeah, because all that, because all, everything I said, I just felt like if I want to run a business to make money, and be in this industry. I felt like the wedding industry is probably the better industry. Um, and, and I'll explain why, because um, when you meet a, a bride and groom, right, who's looking to get married, who's looking to hire you, potent potentially to shoot your wedding, right? Uh, they have a, an incentive to book you as soon as possible because usually they have a day schedule, right? And, and that day is fastly approaching. So they have a deadline. So, so they have incentive to make the deal, make the purchase with you. Whereas if you know, you're working on a corporate client, like they don't really, a lot of time they don't really need it. These are things nice to have, right? They don't have the same purchase, uh, purchase impulse, purchase demand they need. And also weddings, you know, a lot of time it is an emotional uh, event for most couples. And because it's emotional, people are willing to spend more money, right? You know, uh, I'll give you an example. There are luxury like filmmakers, uh, wedding photographers who are charging anywhere from eight to 10, sometimes even 20 grand for a day of work. Right, I mean that's that's pretty that's a lot that's really really a lot, right? And the reason why they could get away with it is because people are spending based on emotion, and also there's also a uh, a, a demand constraint because uh, sorry a, a supply constraint because you as a a person who's providing a service, right? Like you could only shoot one wedding a day, right? If you're booked for that day, you can't shoot for any other wedding. So there is an opportunity cost, you know, so you, so for, for you, like your supply is limited. And because of that, um, you could jack up your price. And so the economics of in the wedding industry, in my opinion, is very favorable to the vendor, to you as a business owner. Like I said, because you have the uh, supply constraint, you know, people are making a, a emotional purchase and people have the incentive to book you as soon as possible. And, and also the last thing I think I, I really like about the wedding industry, um, it is a very... A referral based industry so you know if you shoot someone's wedding right they're gonna have like 150 to 200 guests 
you know, if you have a kick-ass video, their friends see it. They, they're probably going to contact you on book you, right? So it was very easy for us once we got into the wedding industry to, to keep growing our business just because, you know, we do decent work. You know, we charge a fair price and our name just gets around just because we, we run the business. Um, yeah, so that, that's why I, I, I got into the wedding industry just because, you know, it's it just very competitive. And it's also very, uh, I say, advantageous for, for you as a business owner. Um, yes, that's just my personal opinion. Like I said, like I look at the different industry and the wedding industry to me just makes sense. Uh, but for me, you know, the only downside I would say about the wedding industry is that um, I know a lot of filmmakers, you know, who's great at shooting weddings. Um, the only thing about wedding is, is, again, like you're following someone else's schedule. Someone else is telling you what to do what, and what kind of like where you need to be. Um, you as a creative individual, you, you don't have much, uh, I would say, input to the day. Uh, as if you know, if you're running your own TV show or independent film or shooting your own music video, um, you don't have a lot of control. And a lot of times, things are totally out of your control, right? For example, if you shoot a wedding, like it's raining, right? There's nothing you can do. It's not like you could postpone the shoot or re reshoot on a different day, right? And because of that, you know, a lot of people who shoot weddings, like what you really learn is how to shoot run and gun, right? Um, I know a lot of film filmmaker in the wedding industry, you know, who's great at shooting weddings but they don't understand the concept of lighting, right? They don't understand the concept of like directing or concept of, you know, props, art department, like what have you, right? Um, so film, like if you are a filmmaker, you know, wedding industry is great. It's a great place to start, make money, you know, how to shoot, run and gun, right? It could be good if you want to be a, a documentary filmmaker, uh, but if you want to be a commercial or creative filmmaker, um, you really have to do things on your free time just because like you, you're not going to learn about that like lighting, right? You're not going to learn about creative concept like film shooting wedding. Um, but yeah, overall for me, like we did, like I said, like it just got money. And now, you know, I can produce my own short film, not worry about, you know, how much I need to spend on lunch because us as a business, we have that budget to, to, to spend it, right? You mentioned that uh, it's a very competitive industry, and I think based on what we've seen, it, it really is because the 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 barriers to, the barriers to entry are, are really low, both in terms of uh, equipment and also getting an office. Because, like you said, a lot of people don't even have an office, right? And uh, camera gear is uh, getting cheaper day by day, right? So, with all these uh, competitors in your field, how do you make yourself stand out? Well, in my opinion, if, if I were compared to how things are now to 10 or 11 years ago, I, I would say right now it is way easier uh, to start a business as a wedding filmmaker. Uh, I remember 10, 11 years ago when I was just started doing weddings, right? Facebook was around, but you can't really advertise on Facebook. That, that function wasn't there yet, right? Uh, there wasn't Instagram. You know, so f when, when I started this like a decade ago, I was, you know, like asking everyone I know on Facebook, you know, by phone, right? Do you know anyone gay marrying? We love to shoot their wedding, right? Now, you know, you could just, you know, shoot your friend, post an ad on Instagram, right? Just, you, you could advertise yourself. So it's a lot easier to advertise, get your, your words out. Um, so, so right now it is easier. Um, but for us, I would say how we started is that, you know, like we really hustle. I remember like 10 years ago, uh, I was waiting outside the Civic Hall in Mississauga, waiting for like couples who, who looking to come to book the venue. You know, I'm, I'm there, you know, I went there for like a day or two hoping to book people that I realized it doesn't work. 
but it, it just to show you it is a way harder to find uh, couples back then but now you know you can run an Instagram um, ad you know you can run a Facebook ad targeting people who just got engaged um, so it's a lot easier to start a business now um, in terms of how to differ differentiate yourself um, I would say at the end of the day you have to understand like your position right when we just started shooting weddings you know we weren't ch charging a lot we we're charging like 500 bucks to a dollar bucks um, that's how much we charge in the very beginning we shot a few weddings for free that eventually we raised our prices year by year and um, I would say if you want to do this competitively professionally um, your first goal should be doing this on a full-time basis or or shoot enough weddings that you can live off of just shooting weddings right um, so that's the first thing because there is a difference from someone who's doing it part-time versus someone who's doing it full-time right like you're focusing more on running the business you're focusing more about you know how to get more clients um, so that's your first goal and and think about like pricing right if you charge very expensive sure you're not gonna book a lot of clients if you're really thinking about starting a business your goal should be getting as many customers as you can in the first one or two years because you're gonna keep raising your price but the clients you have will, will be advertising your business right if you get a lot of referrals um, you know if you're good at what you do you can network right uh, it's very easy to network now versus you know 10 10 years ago right you know all the planners all the venues they have Instagram account right you could you could say hey I'm, I'm new in the industry you know I'm willing to shoot you know a little bio about you or maybe a little commercial spot for your business you know just 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 so you get to know me just so I want to work with your client potentially for you to consider us so there's a lot of way you can do creatively in terms of like you know reaching clients and it is way easier now and aside from that right you know some people could say oh at the end of the day everyone's using Steadicam at the end of the day we're all shooting wedding in this way and that way um, there are still ways to differentiate yourself as a business right uh, one of the uh, one of the key examples I always tell people you know I speak to I, I do consult businesses on the side you know anyone who's in the wedding industry um, so yeah I do consult but one of the like big examples I usually tell people is that you know every one of us know how to cook right you know uh, maybe something basic you know we all know how to microwave you know a fast like something from the fridge right and some of us might be more advanced you know we could make rice fried rice you know every one of us can know how to cook but but you look at it why are there so many restaurants in the world right why are there McDonald's why are there you know KFC's and every year why there are new restaurants you know starting up right so if you think about it all of us can cook but yet there are so many restaurants so what that means is that you know it doesn't matter there's a lot of competition in the industry as long as you have a business you have a model you, you understand what you're servicing what you're providing how you can stand out you know you could still be a successful business owner especially in the wedding industry as a filmmaker you know if if there are so many restaurants and so like I would say restaurant is super competitive but yet there's still so many restaurants starting up right so as competitive as the wedding industry is you know especially for filmmaker it's, it's not as competitive as you know the food industry right so if you really want to start there's definitely ways for you to be successful right again you just have to look at your branding right what is your message right it could be you know you want to deliver your video uh, like in the same week right it could be something small like that to make yourself stand out it could be like you know what you politically support you know maybe because maybe maybe you want to support you know a special cost and you could donate a percentage of your revenue to that cost from your business you know that that could potentially align to someone who's looking who believe also in that cost um, yeah so there's a lot of ways to uh, 
like the furniture itself. But yeah, it, it is competitive. But like I said, you know, the food industry also very competitive. But there are, again, so many restaurants starting up every year and all of us know how to cook, right? Same in the wedding industry. Everyone can take a, a, a video on our phone now, but people are still hiring videographers. You know, people are still hiring cinematographers and there are so many business already, but you can still start one right now. You just have to work hard, you know, you have to hustle, get your client, get your name out and just be creative. What role would you say story still plays in, in, in your content? Well, in comes to telling a story, uh, you have to tell a story for your client and you have to tell a story as a business. Um, so, you know, obviously depending on your style, right? Um, like different, different filmmakers have different style. Um, some people want to tell a story from visual. Some people want to tell a story based on, you know, what people say in speeches and in, in their vows things like that. Um, some people want to tell a story chronologically. Some people want to tell a, a story from a nonlinear perspective. Um, so, you know, if, if you want to be a filmmaker in the wedding industry, like look at different videos, uh, find out what, you know, what, what storytelling, uh, really resonate with you. Um, I would say if you really want to stand out as a brand, um, the stronger your story is, the, the more unique it is, the, the, the more likely you're going to stand out from the crowd, right? What are some of the first steps, uh, that you need to take as in the wedding industry to to grow your team basically like do you take on a lot of people that are more full-time or do you do you feel like you have to kind of at least start with uh, doing only freelancing uh, like having freelancers come in a lot how do you take that next step to build the core team for sde usually when you're starting a business you're either starting it by yourself or starting with a couple partners uh who you are who's 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 your partner is, is actually i would say the hardest thing you have to make to, to start your business uh, normally, I don't recommend you starting a, your your business with your with your spouse, uh, just because you know a lot of people do do go through uh, relationship issues. A lot of time you don't see head to head, and you're gonna bring that to to home. Um, so usually, I don't recommend you starting a business with your significant other. Uh, but in the wedding industry, it does happen quite often. Uh, again, I I don't advocate for that. Um, so that very first thing. And, and the second thing is, uh, let's think about what it's like to meet, what, what it means to run a business, right? Um, there's a difference between running a business versus building a business. Like if you're running a business, you know, you're just doing the day-to-day -day operation. You know, you're meeting clients, you know, you're booking clients, you're shooting clients, you're shooting weddings. Uh, the difference between that versus building a company, building a company is about, you know, taking things to the next level, right? How to reach out to more vendors, things that will actually you know, uh, grow your business. So a lot of people get into the mistake of just running the business and not building their business. And, and then we talk about at what point, you know, you should hire people. Um, so, so let's say, uh, like one of the biggest mistake I, I was facing when I first started this business is that I was trying to do everything myself, even though I had partners, you know, they're just, um, running the business, you know, they're shooting and editing the, the, the weddings, but I'm the one who's who's doing the marketing, the business, the, the sales. And one of the mistakes I was is, you know, I was doing is I was trying to do everything myself. Uh, I try to handle everything. And I would say, uh, as soon as I learned how to let go, delegate my responsibility, that's when my business started to take off. Because you as a, as a business owner, the more you can delegate, the more you can do, right? You can do more important things like leading um, the direction of your business, you know, reaching more clients, generating additional sources of revenue. A lot of tedious things that things that you have to do repetitively, 
Um, if you could, if you can't afford it, uh, I would say always delegate it. Uh, and, and when it comes to delegation, that's where we're talking about like building a team, right? Uh, we could be delegating, you know, your office work, right? We could be delegating actually shooting your wedding or editing your wedding. And um, a lot of times, you know, it just depends on the size of your business. Um, a lot of times, even now, we contract some like of our individual work, right? If a client wants a DVD just to be made, we contract it out because that's there's not enough um, there's not enough supply or demand for us to do it and hire full time staff for that, right? A lot of times, some people need a graphic design work, right? We just contract it out. Like I'm too busy to do it, you know. I, we don't have enough work to hire someone full time. And in terms of filming weddings, right, we have people who is full time and we have people who are like freelancers. Uh, but again, at every wedding, we try to have someone who's full time and just having someone freelance to, uh, to assist, right? Now, when it comes to uh, building that team, uh, especially people on your team who can shoot your wedding, um, I would say what you want to do to build that team is you, you want to have a standardized process. Um, so, so as much as you can, you know, write down everything you're doing on a piece of paper so people can read it, follow it. Or we have a lot of training to go over our procedures. So the more steps, the more procedures you have, you know, it's it just easier for people to follow. And every time you train someone new, you know, follow the same procedure. And, and again, you know, depending on the skill of someone who wants to join your company, right, they could be very, very, um, they could be very beginning to very pro. Um, so that process is very different, but usually for someone who with no skills at all, but they have a lot of interest and enthusiasm, you know, we just bring them along to wedding to show them what we do for one or two weddings. Then they just follow us to shadow, you know, to assist. Then after six months to a year, then we get them to maybe shoot. And eventually they take the role of a, a second um, they offer or, or cinematographer. Then, you know, two or three years when they're good enough, they become lead. Um, so it is process. A lot of time you do have to invest money and time on someone who's wanting to join your team. Um, sometimes it does pay off, sometimes it doesn't. But if you want to grow as a business, you do have to invest in, in new people. And I think it's also a good thing to invest and hire new people because um, when you run a, a company or when you're in a group of people, right? If it's the same, same group of people, you know, over and over again, your ideas, your shots, you know, your creative vision is all going to become very similar just because, you know, you don't have any fresh voices. So a lot of time, you know, it makes sense to hire someone new um, just to inject that energy, right? Someone you might see something differently. You might, they might question you, why are you doing this inside of that way? And, and usually having those new voices, you know, it, it just keeps everyone energetic, anyone, everyone focused, just cause like, again, if you're in the same group of people, you know, it's gonna be the same thing eventually. So you wanna have those new voices. And anytime we have someone new coming to our company and our business, you know, I, I'll ask them, you know, what do you want us to change? Like, what do you f see us improving? Mm -hmm. Uh, what are, what are some next steps, uh, for your company? Deep down inside, you know, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm still a producer. You know, I, I, one day, you know, I imagine myself winning the Oscar one day, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, I, that's, that's my dream to win my own Oscar. But, um, you know, like realistically, I, I know that if I really want to pursue and reach that level, you know, I had to be out of the wedding industry. Uh, because there is limitations in the wedding industry, you know, it, like you're not really telling your full, your, your own story, you're capturing someone else's story. And, and it, it is a sad truth, you know, uh, I'll, I'll give you some personal story why uh, sometimes I, I would say the wedding industry is not something you can do as a creative individual forever. Um, I shot a wedding personally myself, I think 
if you look at uh, overall market, right? Uh, like, believe it or not, right now, uh, not everyone gets a video for their for their wedding. Every, most people will get a photographer. Almost hundred percent of people will get a photographer for their wedding. I would say one in three, one in five weddings will actually get a video uh, for their wedding. Uh, mostly because weddings are more expensive, right? And, and they just want to budget it out, right? And photography is very expensive. Um, but so that's one of the things about the industry for filmmakers. Um, a second thing for filmmakers is that, you know, 10, like when we started, right? Uh, if you want to do a Steadicam, right? We had to get a Merlin or a Glycam. And you had to practice it, right? For at least two, three months to get good at it. Um, right now, you could just buy the, the Ronin S, right? The Ronin, like a gimbal. Anyone can buy a gimbal, you know, balance the camera for 10 minutes and, and get some decent shots. Um, so it's definitely way easier to shoot weddings. And because of that, there's a lot like up and coming people in the industry. Um, but like I said, it's like, it's like the food industry, right? People are gonna come. Um, and, and so what you have, I think, is a, a growing industry with a lot more competition. And, and usually in that kind of situation, um, the market will consolidate. So you're gonna have, you know, big companies like my, my, my business, like we do a lot of weddings because uh, we grow, right? Um, it just happened in the industry. There are gonna be a few big players, like that's we're, we're one of them, right? They're gonna have a lot of small size player, right? And who trying to be boutique and you have a lot of upcoming players. So it, it is just developing to the natural progression of, of, of a normal market. Um, I mean, is the market declining or increasing? That's hard to say uh, because on average, you know, uh, brides are getting married at a later date uh, than before. You know, the average uh, age for people to get married now is like 27 to 28 for, for, the, for ladies and 31 to 32 for, for men, right? You know, uh, 15, 10 years ago, that number could have been like 26 to 27. So on average, people are getting married uh, later and later. Um, but on the other hand, less and less people are getting married, right? More people have uh, like cohabitation situations. You know, some people are putting off marriage altogether, right? Um, so that's the thing. So it is a, de a potentially declining market statistically, uh, but on average, people are spending more on their wedding uh, just because they have more income as they get married on a later age. Uh, then you have situations where people are getting married for a second or third time. Um, I mean, for second marriage, people do spend money, but usually not as much as the first wedding. Um, so the market, I, I really don't know where it's going, but there's a lot of trend. You know, people are spending more, getting married later, less people are getting married, but you have more second and third um, marriages. Uh, but for video, it can still be a growing market. You know, a lot of people have iPhones now, a lot of people have Instagram, you know, you have TikTok. So people are getting exposed to video a lot more. Um, that exposure could lead to more demand. Um, and so it's hard for me to say, but I, I could see it go either way. It could go up or down, um, just depending on how things are. I, I, I don't have a clear picture, but yeah, these are the kind of things you want to keep in the back of your head. So we're, we're pretty much at the end of this. Uh, wh why don't you share with us uh, a funny moment you had on a shoot? A few years ago, you know, um, it, it was just such a chaotic day where we had wedding Saturday and Sunday. And um, I just finished shooting the... Uh, shooting the bride or the groom, I forgot, I went to the church and uh, I saw a different uh, photographer out there. I was really confused. And I told him, you know, the bride is coming in and the guy looked at me, he's, he's completely lost. Like, who is this guy? And I, and I waited. I'm like, I don't recognize anybody at the wedding. And what I realized is that I was at the wrong church. 
So, so I went to the church. I was supposed to go for Sunday on, on Saturday instead. Uh, so yeah, so I rushed back to my own wedding. I was a little bit late, uh, but my second cover for me. So that's one of the, one of the funny things I've done. Uh, it's interesting um, that you mentioned about how there's always like some chaotic moments that happen at weddings and even sometimes something very minuscule is like one of those memorable moments. I remember the, like one of the first years that I was shooting a wedding. Uh, unfortunately, Dario wasn't there for this, but he heard the story and he likes to remind me every now and then about it. But uh, there was this one moment where, you know, when you shoot in uh, a hotel room, depending on the hotel, it can get very cramped, very tight and not as... Uh, <laughs> And not as a lot of room for your equipment. And I remember once uh, the bride was in the, the bathroom uh, getting her makeup on, you know, getting ready. Um, and I'm in there with the... You see, he's already <laughs> laughing. He knows, he knows which story I'm talking about. Uh, the photographer and I were both in there trying to get our shots. And I had this really big tripod. And as I'm like about to set up my shot, I'm like, hold on a second. Um, I just got to spread these legs wide open. And I put the tripod down. Nobody said anything. And then I'm like, I meant the tripod. <laughs> and then they both looked at me like, You didn't have to say that. You didn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> they didn't hear it. They didn't hear how weird it sounded at first. But oh, man. I think the funny part was that you were in the bathtub, or she was in the bathtub when you said that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's like, it's funny how like just little things like that sometimes, you know, just come up from like even the most mundane things that you do when you're on set or at a wedding. I think the funniest thing I've seen happen at a wedding is when um, they had this cake that wasn't the most expensive. So at one point I started seeing that it was starting to like (laughs) tip, tip over. It was like the leaning tower of Pisa. So it was like a three layered cake, right? And the, uh, and the top two layers were starting to tip over and there were like kids running around the cake. (laughs) There are times when I see the kids running around the cake and I'm like, I'm, I'm just, what would happen if one just knocked the cake over oh right there? I'm so paranoid about doing that, that anytime I get closer and I'm getting my slider shots, I step like way just back. Stay away, just stay away. <laughs> have you seen a cake topple over at a wedding? Uh, no, we have. I, I have actually oh, really? seen it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was 2014, I think, six years ago. Oh, yeah, that, that's when we were having that issue. Okay. I guess the cakes in 2014 were just not, not good. good. <laughs> uh, Yang, if there's anything else you want to, if you want to plug in, uh, like, uh, like your website or any other uh, things that you're up to right now, uh, uh, you're more than welcome to share. So if you, if you want to just learn more about, like, you know, the wedding industry, uh, starting a business, just follow me on Instagram at SDU Weddings or at Wedding Million Year. Well, Yang, thank you so much for joining us on the Creators Grab Coffee podcast. You know, you've really shared a lot of great insights with us Mm -hmm. and uh, our viewers. Yeah, thanks a lot. Okay, all right, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Creators Grab Coffee podcast. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Let us know if there are any topics you would like for us to cover in future episodes. You can reach out to us at creativesgrabcoffee at gmail.com.